Campfire. Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. Just a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll get to this week's guest. Patreon.com slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preference, and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind-the-scenes looks at the writing and editing process, two weekly shows, Lights Out, an exploration of short horror, and Midweek Weird, a 40-in news update. We have a couple of bigger shows on the way that would be monthly. And in addition to all this, you can get monthly swag bags. So what are you waiting for? If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go find the link in this episode's description, or go through our link tree and go check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, all with fantastic designs by Jonathan Dodd, Easton Hawk, and the Crescent Hare. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. It's small now, but it will eventually be fantastic. Trust me. It's a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level. So get over there and join the fun. And now to this week's guest. She's a healer, a medium, a Reiki master, and a self-proclaimed spiritual alchemist. She's the author of Master in the Making and The Theory of Eight, and the host of the Spiritual Alchemy Energy podcast. We discuss how she came to find her gift, and a few fascinating and spooky encounters that she experienced along the way. Now we do discuss a topic that I personally found to be a bit controversial, medical mediumship. I did my best, as I always do, to be open to the guest's experiences and knowledge, but I have to say... We here at Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling always recommend that if you're experiencing a medical crisis, always, always, always seek and follow the advice of a licensed medical professional before seeking spiritual counsel of any kind. All that being said, this was a very fun and interesting chat. So please help us welcome to the campfire, Julianne Guthrie Smolson. Okay. Should be good to go. All right. Um, so my first question really is, because you're a medium, right? And a channeler. So what I'm really curious about is how that all started for you. Actually, I think I was doing this as a child, but I didn't realize I was a medium until last year when somebody asked me to contact their loved ones that had passed. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. But when I did, I got, um, I was being given images, visions in my head, not realizing that um, these are actual photographs. Oh, wow. And so this person asked me to contact their grandfather that had raised her. And um, I just felt this immense love. And I'm like, he's just saying, you know, He loves you very much. And, you know, this image he was giving me, he's like, he he wanted, he was asking her, do you remember this? Do you remember that? 
and so she she's she brought these she took pictures of these and sent them to me and I'm like oh my gosh she's it, it was almost photographic and in wow. this picture was um it was her as a child around Halloween I didn't know it was Halloween I thought she was a ballerina and mm-hmm. I think she was a fairy or a princess or something, but it was it was a different color, and I was shocked that <laughs> I was so dead on. And then um, he also gave me another photo, and I had never been to this woman's house, and I'm like, drew the floor plan. I go, well, it's over here near the entrance on a bookshelf. And so she took, I'm like, it's pretty close. So he was trying to communicate that, his brother in the picture was with him on the other side. Wow. And then she also had me contact her father-in-law that had recently passed away, which was a very different experience. I, I felt the grandfather had passed over and was at peace. But the father-in-law was, it was a heavy um, feeling. And I knew they hadn't passed over. They weren't at peace. They were very angry. They weren't, angry at anybody they were angry at themselves for how they lived their life and um when you get in those situations um i i've done this in the past but i i really um haven't worked on crossing people over lately but he is one they have to come to terms with it and forgive themselves to cross over so that's uh, some of my mediumship and we we i did channel um John Lennon and he was in my in my space and it's kind of weird when I know I know there's a lot of AI on our phones anymore you know you get ads coming up so I'm over on YouTube listening to music and scrolling through and there's like Beatles George Harrison so (laughs) I got John Lennon and George Harrison like talking to each other in my ear going you know Paul's the next one right he's the next one coming over right and then here comes Robin Williams he pops in he's like well you know you're going to need a drummer if you want to get the band back together (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of fun I I enjoy this kind of work I um you know I I on one of my podcasts I I finally came out of the um the mediumship closet, so to speak, and, and um, did readings on my show and um, had some fun experiences there um, with uh, doing mediumship. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a blast. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, I can't imagine sort of having that, you know, it's, it seems like a, it would be an honor to have that kind of, you know, experience, that kind of connection that not everyone gets well everyone i believe everybody is capable of tapping into it it's just figuring out how to do it right so a lot of there's a process well you know i was you know i knew i was doing this when i was a child when i was like six seven eight and then for some reason it stopped i i have yet to find out why it stopped but um 
just in the last few years, I, w I went to school to become a Reiki master teacher. And that's when things started getting turned on. And okay. the more the more you practice with it, like I'm channeling almost on a daily basis, um, at the Akashic record. Right. So so in doing that, it's um, you get more used to getting the information and, and more information will come to you in different ways, too. Interesting. So studying Reiki, do you think that just put you in a more spiritual headspace and that that gave you, you know, easier access to it again? I, I really feel like, well, it Reiki's like a gateway drug. Right. <laughs> I've, heard, I've definitely heard that. And so it's like there's definitely a shift. A lot of people that do that already have some sort of abilities right? or some inkling that they do and they just end up getting turned on and you get more tapped into the intu your intuition and reading things. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Anymore, I do more in, like medical intuitive stuff, which I just sit there and it just comes to me. I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't. I don't have to do this. You know, I have a friend that's in the hospital and I, she's having seizures and they don't know why she's having these seizures. And I go, you know, obviously it's like a misfiring of your nerves right. in your, in your brain, but it's all, there's also something going on with the nerves in your neck. And I, I told her, you're dizzy, you're nauseous. I mean, even when I was reading her, I was getting nauseous and I was going to do Reiki on her. I was, I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. So, just too close to it? You were just feeling it too much? Well, you know, she's like in San Francisco and I'm in, I'm in Reno, Nevada. So I wasn't close to her. I don't have yeah. to be because I can do these things dis by distance. Okay. I mean, how does the, the medical intuition, how does that work? Like, where do you think that comes from? Well, it really comes from probably a past life um, to begin with. But... Um, working and doing Reiki on people and really studying um, emotional body mapping. Okay. And I'm an empath on top of it, so I have to be careful working with people because I can pick stuff up. If right. they're sick, I, I have to be very careful with that. Um, it's just really developed because that's... I. I'm channeling more than I'm doing Reiki on people. I, I really need to change like what I <laughs> I don't know what to call myself. I don't think I'm a medical intuitive, but there's there is very close to one. There's um, some crossover there. Yeah, it you know it's I've channeled like body parts. I, when I first started channeling a few months ago, I I was working with my teacher, and she's like, "Okay, I want you to channel my gallbladder." Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I see this and I see that, you know, I've, I've seen crystals and some like remnants, like she may have had like gallstones or something. And I'm, I'm like, I'm getting really sick. I, I, I can't do this anymore. I feel like I'm going to get sick. Right. And so I had to get out of there. And then I, I did her brain. And she had muted me. We were on like a, a video call. She muted me. And my brain started hurting and my ears started hurting. And I had to pull out my earbuds. I'm like, 
is it me or is it her? Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, are, do you have a headache? Do your ears hurt? And then she unmuted and there was really loud music behind her. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you find that you're empathic, um, that you're empathic leanings, that they extend to physical fit physical feelings not just emotional yeah um so when i was six years old it's the first conscious memory that i have and it was my great grandfather who had passed over well he didn't pass over actually he was there he was hanging out he was a guest in the house and he i was staying the night with my grandparents and in i was in his room and I'm never up in that, I was never put up in that room. So it was very odd that I was there. And I felt him, this big cold whoosh of a hug. And it just totally freaked me out. I was up all night. I was six years old. What's funny about that is in that same room, my grandparents had passed away and we were remodeling the house. And my 15 year old, son was in that room and I never told him the story and he's like mom I'm like really creeped out in this room I'm like really I just chuckled to myself because I'm like okay what's what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> so he I go do me a favor just humor me okay take me in the room I'm not going to make you work in there anymore just take me in the room and Show me the spot or the area in the room where you feel creeped out the most. Okay. Same exact spot. The same exact spot. Later on, I was working with some um, uh, channelers and mediums. And um, what they told me about that spot in that house is that my great-grandfather had put something inside the wall. They had built this house and they put something in the wall. He did that indicated that he had a child. It was taboo that he had a child of color at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's documents in this wall that, that verify that no one's ever like come to me with that information. No one's gotten it out of the wall. Yeah. But but that was the reason why he couldn't pass over. And so okay. so when I was working with those women, we actually crossed them over to the other side. That's amazing. That's Now, you mentioned your son feeling this in the same place you did. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed um this sort of intuitive nature in in your children or is there a family history of it at all? Ooh. I know he's intuitive, but he rejects it all. Ah. So he's kind of, he's shut it down. And my younger son, I think there's something there, but he's like, eh, whatever. He's not going to admit to it either. So, um, young boys are usually looking for any way to not stand out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really wish that our culture would embrace this and, and really um, nurture this type of paranormal 
gift. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more there. Okay, so I would love to hear a story, something you experienced. Okay, so there's another case of doing a remodel. Did a lot of remodels with my husband, so we <laughs> we bought this this rental, and I was pretty much like the contractor hiring subcontractors and do I was the grunt doing a lot right. of grunt work. <laughs> so I I well he was at work. I, I would be in the house by myself, you know, working and my tools would disappear. And then the radio would go off and I'm like, what is going on here? And then it would happen when my ex husband was in the house. I'm like, hey did you do this? He's like, no, I wasn't even in there. <laughs> so like my tools kept I'm like I'm just getting really pissed off well come to find out I I was tapping into that there was an old man there he was like a grandpa and he was there with a granddaughter figure and they were taking my tools and they were messing with the radio and they thought it was funny this house was actually at the end the opposite end of a funeral home. Okay. So I don't know if they were actually from that house or if they just like, hey, let's go play. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's one of my stories. Um, now, have you have you experienced many situations like that where it's like, I mean, it's essentially poltergeist style interactions, right? Or yeah. things things have it, moved around and yeah, well. Two years ago, I moved to South Lake Tahoe, and um, I was tired. I was feeling sick, and I was unpacking, and things were like falling over, and it was almost like things were getting kicked. And I'm like, okay, I think something is going on here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to be really, really careful. And every time that happened, like something would get knocked over, my ex-boyfriend was calling me. So it was almost like this this ghost that was in this apartment was getting pissed off because I was talking to my ex-boyfriend. Interesting. And then um, it, it was like, I've never had an experience like this. So this thing was still on my house and for at least three nights in a row, this thing was in bed with me. And it was holding me and rocking me. And it felt good. And I'm like, uh-uh, this, this is not going. <laughs> this this is, no, no, no. It, you're <laughs> from the other side. I don't know what you are. You got to go. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you're good, bad. This isn't right. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the sort of thing you might want to nip in the bud. Right? You know, it's funny because I had a podcast guest on a couple weeks ago. And he was talking about... Um, this woman that invited like a spirit like that actually called upon one and he called it uh, a succubus. Right. And so I'm like thinking, well, it could have been one of those, you know? Right. Um, but what happened after that, I'm like, I, I pulled out my sage. I started blessing my house, doing a cleansing it, and that was gone. But I'm like, okay, let, let's, maybe there's another story behind this. So I started tapping into the energy of my apartment and the apartments around me. And um, 
I tapped into this guy that was in like his, like from 28 to 32. And he was really depressed and he committed suicide. And, and I knew it was either in my apartment or above my apartment. And I'm like, man, I really need some validation on this. I'm going to go talk to the apartment manager. So, and she already knew that I was kind of woo woo. So I go to her and she's like telling me this, I'm telling her and she's like confirming like some of the information I'm giving her. And then she goes, and seven years ago, the old apartment manager had a computer that had pictures on it and it showed this. It was a gory scene. Wow. So I had some validation there. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the guy's energy is still hanging out there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's sad to hear. Yeah. Do you find that um, spirits that you've communicated with that sort of came to a more... Um, let's say chaotic end, you know, their life came to a maybe violent or chaotic. Do you think that's more common in the ones that, that don't cross over? Um, there's, there's a lot of reasons why people don't cross over. So my great grandfather is because nobody knew, knew about this child. Right. And then I also had a grandfather on my mom's side that he did really bad stuff. I see. And um, so he he put himself in his own self-made purgatory. Right. Because he couldn't forgive himself and didn't feel worthy of forgiveness from others. As anyways, I ended up forgiving him for everything he crossed over. Other situations, people don't know that they've died. Okay. You know, so they'll get trapped because it's so sudden and they don't realize. So I funny because last night I had a psychic medium that does actual um, what does she call it? Rescue mediumship where um, she actually crosses spirits over. I see. So there's a, there's a lot of that. Do you find that when you connect, when you connect with a spirit in that situation where they aren't aware of their own death, do you, do you, does that feel, I mean, what's that like? Do they, do they talk to you like a normal person would talk to you? Or are they under the impression that they're just meeting you? I really haven't dealt with a lot of those cases. The, the grandfather of my friend, mm-hmm. he was kind of in that self-made purgatory. That was, right. And that was a sudden death. But it was because he was doing drugs. Right. So... Um, I, I, you know, I, I used to sell real estate and I sold this house and, you know, before it sold, I went in there and I had to do an inspection and I'm like, Oh, there's things in here. (laughs) (laughs) There's stuff in here. And it's, I didn't tell my client I, what I felt and I don't technically have to report it. (laughs) Right. So like six months later, this guy's calling me and he's like, well, you know, we're missed. Like things are going missing here and things like we're seeing shadows and stuff. Right. Like there's three people and they're all seeing this stuff. Wow. So after I tell this story, every time I tell the story, he calls me. <laughs> I don't sell real estate. I haven't sold real estate in like five years. <laughs> 
Yeah. But every time I tell this story, I actually talked to him today, and I'm going to call him tomorrow. <laughs> so, but so these spirits in that house, I feel like they were probably those tragic souls that didn't know that they died. I see. And they're, they were just hanging out there because the street that this house was on, is, it's like a highway. People drive like 50 miles an hour on the street. And, there, and there's a hospital across the street. So, you know, you got an empty house for a while. They're, they're, you know, something's going to try to hang out there, whether it's human or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, with the ho- between the hospital and the highway, that's a lot of opportunity for, for catastrophe, right? Right, right. Yeah. So I, I really haven't, I don't really want to deal with that. Yeah, uh, I will talk to them if they um, need assistance in crossing over and finding out how to do that. Um, I just I haven't done a lot of that work, honestly, because yeah. I've I've only been a medium for about not even a year now. Okay. So now you said you've been having experiences like this for most of your life, right? Did you find that when you when it really sunk in? that you that you had this gift did it start to happen more did it start to happen more like did the spirits recognize that you now recognized your gift now they do definitely definitely now you know when i was younger i shut it down like when i was a teenager i i would shut it down right so and I st- I would still have experiences like oh there's a spirit in here I, and it was it's just like you just kind of shut it out it's like I don't want to deal with it but in the last five years here because I've gone full board with it they it, does it happen more often I'm just having more experiences because I'm playing with it I'm learning right. so that makes sense you're engaging with it more. Yeah, right. yeah, and I'm okay. I'm sure. Well, it's kind of funny because my last podcast I was guest on, the podcaster um, said that they started having more activity because of what they're doing now. Okay, they're talking about spirits, right. and th- and that I I don't know. Have you had that experience? I'm I haven't. I. <laughs> I would very much like to, but I have not, unfortunately. He also said that he's picking up EVPs in his audio. Wow. So you might check your audio to see if there's any EVPs in it. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I just might do that. That's interesting. So, I hadn't even I hadn't even really considered that. So... Be- just because you're talking about it and you're invite, you're opening that doorway. So um, right. just just be aware. <laughs> well, hopefully now that I mean maybe now that we're doing interviews and really engaging with you know the paranormal community, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that'll start to happen. Yeah, wow. that would be nice. Are you an investigator yourself? I'm. I am mostly. Uh, I mean, I consider myself basically an academic it's an academic interest right okay. for me i i don't have much experience with like boots on the ground investigation mm-hmm. i'm mostly just compiling information and i'm a writer and so 
that awesome. makes for the premise of the show. Yeah. Awesome. I think that is a great place to. End. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's been fantastic. You're welcome back anytime. Okay, great. Well, hopefully I have more stories to tell. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes. We're just keeping up on our day to day and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep campfire tales of the strange and unsettling and that's it until next time i'm ryan i'm jordan and remember campers stay weird and and trust trust in the the unknown. unknown